Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. This is your host, Ellie Rome, and this is episode 15. So today we're going to be talking about non-attachment, letting go of toxic relationships, letting go of identities that we attach to, letting go of anything that is no longer serving us and finding ways to bring in more joy. And so the reason I want to talk about this is I went to a yoga workshop recently that brought it up and it is one of the limbs of yoga is called a parigraha and it's non-attachment, non-hoarding, non-grasping. And we learned this in yoga teacher training and it's so much of what the yoga principles have resonated a lot when it comes to mindful eating because one of, I know one of the biggest triggers for me was just having things like was using food to numb out and was using food to get, have pleasure. And a lot of reasons, and I see this with my clients is that there's a a lack of joy or not feeling enough pleasure in your day. Cause a lot of us have, or maybe you're stuck in a job that you don't like, or have some people in your life that are draining and maybe, or holding on to certain things that can weigh you down and then needing to find pleasure, not having enough things in our schedules or people in our life that bring us up. So we look, we use food to numb out or use food to find that pleasure because we do get a dopamine response. Dopamine is one of our pleasure chemicals. And so especially for refined sugar and carbs. So if you're finding yourself reaching for a lot of those foods, not only is it because those are specifically addictive, but those are very, those are often very pleasurable. And so this is, so this is the topic I want to dive in today. And this is why. So a lot of times, like, so with this yoga principle, non-hoarding, non-grasping, non-attachment, it's not only for excessive things in your life. So it's not necessarily just like, I like to think like Marie Kondo, like if you're a closet, if you just have so many items that you're holding onto, but really like Marie Kondoing your, your brain, your schedule, Marie Kondoing your social circle and starting to let go of the things that aren't bringing you joy. And so you can have space for things that do bring you joy that are non-edible, that is that you're not having to use food for that. Okay. So to start off with looking at your schedule, you know, what do you have in your schedule that you may dread every single week? It's like, oh my gosh, uh, like resistance. There's a lot of resistance and notice and notice why you're holding on to that. So sometimes we, it's hard to let things go because we don't want to disappoint somebody or we've committed to it. And then we're like, oh, I'm a quitter if I don't go. But having some like a reframe that you may have shifted priorities. You may have thought this thing was going to be one thing and it isn't really what it, what you thought it was going to be, or you thought it was going to bring you a lot more joy than it is. And that's okay to let it go. It's okay to, you know, you can be honest with somebody if, if you're scared about disappointing them or just let them know that you thought you were going to have more time and, and you just don't. And so you get that time back for yourself so that you can serve 
in another way that you can show up in a way that you want to show up and actually be fully present and enjoy because when we are in joy and we're showing up in the world that way, we serve everyone so much better, not only ourselves, but the people we're around. So I invite you to look at your schedule. What do you have going on this week? And just like Marie Kondo says, if y'all watch her show or have ever read her awesome book, it's the, the tidy, the gift of tidying, something like that. It's amazing. Um, but just asking the question, like, does this spark joy? When you see that item on your calendar, do you get a little like, ooh, yay, like, ooh, I get to do this? Or is it like, like stomach drops, like, ugh, oh, I don't want to go back. And, you know, and if that's the case, then can you let it go? And if you right now can't, then how can you make it work so that you can shift into letting it go? Maybe you give some notice and say, hey, I love, you know, I wish I could continue being part of this group, but come October or whenever, I'm not going to be able to show up anymore. So I'll do what I can for the next month for y'all. Um, anything like that where you could give a heads up, like how could you shift out of that? Or how could you bring more joy into that? Like what could you, what parts of that thing don't you like? Are there certain people that aren't, that are in it that kind of make you feel not the best or is it just, is it because you've got so much else going on around that time? Is there anything else you could let go so that you're not showing up stressed when you get there? So there's a lot of things to unpack here. You know, what elements of that activity are you really not enjoying and how could you shift those to, to make them more enjoyable if you can't let go of that activity altogether? Okay. So look at your schedule. Does this spark joy? If not, can I let it go? How can I bring more joy into it? All right. Maybe you invite a, a friend in on it and, and y'all can have more fun. Okay. And then that's the next thing though, is looking at your social circle, which, who are the people in your life that light you up that you think about and you're like, oh, like you just, you're with them and you feel light and happy and have more energy when y'all part. And this is huge because it, in setting up time to add them in your calendar, like you can sit there real quick, make a list, who brings me joy and put those people on a list and then take 10 minutes and schedule some, a call with them, schedule a coffee date, make, make time for them. Cause those are the people that you want to cultivate, you know, strengthen your relationship, keep those relationships going and keep them regularly in your life so that you are being sparked with joy. So add them into your calendar. And then, you know, if you have a couple people in your life that are really draining, that are, some people can, can feel a little toxic and maybe they're going through some stuff. And so it's hard to be around. And if you feel low or if you feel like you're being drained, it may be time to, to let that relationship go. And I know it can be so hard because you don't, maybe you guilt to yourself or like you feel like you owe them something or you've been friends for so long. So how can you just stop? Well, people change. We change, we evolve, we have different values and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes relationships are meant to be, you know, for a certain time, they're served us really well at a certain time and a point in our lives. But now you know, we're evolving and it's, it's okay to let go. 
And by doing that, you get to create space for somebody that is going to meet you where you're at right now. That is going to, that can bring you joy in your life. Like you get to have so much, you know, you get to open that space up for somebody that is going to uplift you and honor you. And so if you have some relationships that are draining and maybe you can't like just cut them off completely, it doesn't mean to go dump up a bunch of your friends, but it's just maybe, you know, seeing less of them, maybe not proactively reaching out to set time to go out with them, or maybe, you know, creating some space, um, not seeing them quite as often, maybe not talking as quite as often and kind of just let it slowly drift away. And it may be having that conversation and that's a tough conversation to have of, but just being honest or, or being honest, of course. And you can say, you know, if you're, you've got a lot going on and it's hard to that, just being honest about that and that you're going to be, you know, you may not be around much right now and, and yeah, start to let it go. And maybe it's uncomfortable for them or you don't want to disappoint them, but you've got to, sometimes we have to be a little selfish and it's okay. Like you deserve to be as happy as you're trying to make them be right. So not to sacrifice your own self-worth and your own joy and your, your health, quite honestly, for, to make somebody feel okay. And I know that's hard, but you deserve that. And again, remember all that you're going to be able to fill that time and that energy with when you have that back, when you're able to release that. Okay. So check in on your social circle, make a list of all the people who bring you joy, schedule time with them, make a list of the people that may be draining to you and spend less time with them. And if you don't have a lot of people in your life that bring you joy right now, but that's okay too. Uh, this is a chance to start, you know, go to some meetup groups of stuff that you're genuinely interested in. And a lot of times I know for myself, I'll like force myself to go to things that I'm like not really interested in. It's like, wait a minute, what are my values? What do I actually want to do? Who would I want to be around? Where are those people hanging out? And then find those activities. So it doesn't mean you have to go to everything in the world, like really get clear on like who, what kind of person would be like my person that I want to be with or what do I want in my life and who has that and who can I hang around with that's going to elevate me. And that can be huge. And then use things like meetup meetup app or meetup.com, find some groups there. Go if you're interested in like self-improvement and health, and you want to improve your health and mindful eating, like look up kind of groups like that, health and fitness related. Look at people who are going to the gym, look, stuff that's going to elevate you. Have people, we are, they say we're the average of the five people that we surround ourselves with the most. And that's in attitude, that's in health, it's in everything. And so surround yourself with people who are uplifting and that someone that you look up to that you'd want to, you want to emulate because they elevate you and they have you stepping into your your best self. Okay. So second is social circle. Take a Marie Kondo on your friends and your fam. Well, sometimes you're stuck with your family, but same thing again, you can, you can limit the amount of time and exposure if there's some, if you feel really drained. Okay. 
Next is identities. This is a huge one. I know I was so, I felt so stuck because I was constantly binge eating and I was constantly overeating. And I had this identity that I was a binge eater. I like, ugh, all I do is binge eat. All I do is I overeat all the time. I like sugar addict, like having these identities, being able to release them and every moment is a new moment to step into a new version of you that you want to be. So claiming, you know, you can let those identities go and even by not verbalizing them, because when we verbalize them, it tells our subconscious that it's like training our subconscious to believe that that to be true. And then we act in the way to support that belief. So we're just like perpetuating the behaviors, if that makes sense. So it's like self-fulfilling. So if you can start you know, stepping into a new identity of like, I am somebody who eats till I'm full. Like I have a really good relationship with food and starting to really embody that. And even if you don't fully believe it in the moment, the more you say it, the more you step into it, the more your behaviors are going to follow that. And so like I eat healthy for my body. I don't overeat. I am I eat till I'm full. I eat for energy. I use food as fuel. So letting your, creating new identities and letting the old ones go. And this can even be just labels for anything. A lot of times we grow up and we get stuck in these boxes because people have placed labels on us or we create labels for ourselves. Like I'm shy or I'm, I'm, uncoordinated or whatever it might be and release any of the ones that you no longer want attached to you because those, they don't have to be true. And even if, even if you've embodied that the last 10 years, if that's no longer something you want for yourself, you can let it go. And so to recognize where you get trapped by things that like negative self-talk and as soon as you can recognize it, state something in the positive that you want and state it in the I am. So if you want to be, If you want to eat healthy, if you want to be a healthy eater, then like I am a healthy eater. I eat things that support my body and just keep saying that. And then it's crazy. It's not crazy, but like whenever you, whenever then you find yourself doing something out of alignment with that statement, it's so much more recognizable and it's like, it feels out of alignment. So you're like, I'm a healthy eater. And then at lunch, you find yourself in the drive-thru, you really feel that. And it just doesn't feel in accordance. It feels out of like you really recognize it and it's it's a moment of awareness and it's a moment to choose differently to choose a behavior that's going to be in line with that statement with that intention so try this notice where notice what identities you hold for yourself notice what labels you've placed on yourself or other people have placed on you and do they bring you joy does this bring me joy is this who i really want to be cuz i get to choose and today's a new day and even if you know, I know a lot of times I was, it was hard when I shifted to paleo, like having a history of being a complete sugar addict, my family who knew me, like, is this going to last, you know, like doubtful, like Ellie, you used to compulsively eat, um, like cough drops, Luden's cough drops. This is really embarrassing. That's how bad it was. Um, that was when I was little, I like snuck these Luden cough drops, which were basically candy. And my family has made fun of me for a long time because I used to do that because I just wanted sugar. 
and I was like six, but yeah, so that those can things can stick with you. And then you can kind of doubt yourself because it's like, will I ever get out of this patterning? But yes, you can, and you can be an inspiration for others to get out of their patterning. So step into that today, let go of old identities, let go of old labels that no longer are serving you and attach to ones that are not attached to ones, but embody ones that do bring you joy. Okay. So letting go of things in your calendar of, of people that may not be bringing you joy of, of identities and then of behaviors. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the identities, but any behaviors that you're currently attached to. So this was a hard one. When I was using food so much to numb out and sugar, especially it was like pain medicine. I mean, it was like thinking about giving up sugar was like thinking about giving up my outlet. And it's scary. Cause like, well then what am I going to do to deal with this stress? Like that was my, chance to binge and numb out. That was comfort. And all of a sudden, I'm just not going to have that anymore. My brain went crazy. So when we have behaviors that we want to let go of, it can be scary because that's our comfort zone. And I know, or we've got parts of our brain, it's the ego, also known as like the critter brain that freaks out when we try to make change because it knows that we're safe where we're at. And any change is a threat. And so to be able to recognize those thoughts when they come up and to hear them and be like, okay, I see you, creative brain. Like, I know that you're trying to protect me. I know that this may be a little uncomfortable, but just like with anything, anything new is uncomfortable. And if we can just take one little step and we're going to be fine and to talk yourself through it and that just to being able to recognize those thoughts and breathe into them and know that they're going to come and step forward anyways, because that's how, how we change. That's how we change habits. And if you're somebody that has been using food for, for basically like to numb out or as medicine or a coping mechanism, then this is a chance to see that that behavior is no longer bringing you joy. And what would you like instead? And what, what things can you add in that can bring you joy that can serve as that source of comfort that is non-edible? So things like adding in moments of relaxation, whether it's with like a cup of tea and reading or taking a bubble bath or going to get a massage, go get, your, go get a pedicure and manicure or whatever things in your life that, that serve as relaxation and comfort that you can go to instead of using food and start to shift those, those behaviors. So look at what behaviors in your life are you doing that you continue to do that you'd like to let go of that no longer serve you that don't bring you joy and how, what can you do to shift them into things that do bring you joy and how look at how that behavior and figure like, look, identify how that behavior is serving you in a way, like how the sugar was serving me and that it helped me numb out. And then how else, like what can you do in a more positive, effective strategy to serve that behavior, if that makes sense. Okay, so this is a chance to tune in and to explore your patterns, explore what's going on 
and let go of the things that don't bring you joy and focus on adding in whatever you can, any little things that bring you joy. And I hope this was helpful. And if you resonate at all, like please reach out. I am here for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. And you can DM me at mindfulbelly or email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.